Wasn't that great? Wonderful to see uh, our children, which uh, some of you don't even recognize. I think, who is that? It's because they've grown so much in the last year. And how about a baby that's only just a few months old is still able to cry Barabbas? It was incredible. Well, it is great to welcome you uh, to Jubilee today on this Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday. And my name's Steve, and I'm part of the leadership team here. Well, of course, we've already been reminded several times that Christians celebrate not just somebody who died on a cross, but somebody who rose again from the dead. And the resurrection changes everything for you and for I and for all humanity. And this morning, I just want to look at just three results, three things that have happened because of the resurrection of Jesus. Of course, there's so much more. But the first thing I want to remind us of is this. Is that because of the resurrection, there is forgiveness. See, the result of Jesus' resurrection is forgiveness for past, present, and future sin and wrongdoing. Only because of the resurrection of Jesus can we be forgiven. Our failures, our mistakes, our sin. Romans 4.25 says this, Because of our sins, Jesus was handed over to die, and he was raised to life in order to put us right with God. See, if Jesus just died and was left in the tomb, there is no hope, there is no forgiveness for us. See, it is the resurrection that gives us the assurance that Jesus has overcome death. And he's won a great victory. It is the resurrection that makes all the difference and puts us right with God. You know, at the Battle of Waterloo, it was in June 1815. And England was waiting for the news about the outcome of the conflict. The Duke of Wellington had fought Napoleon Bonaparte in this incredible battle. And of course, it was long before the invention of the mobile phone or TV news. And people were stationed along the coast to read the semaphore. Now, the semaphore was uh, like a signalling of flags that spout out letters that communicated the news. And from a returning ship, the news was communicated of what had happened at that battle. Who had won? But it was a cloudy and foggy day. But finally, one watcher saw a ship beginning to come into the horizon. And it was putting out a message. And as they looked, the message read this. Wellington defeated. And the fog closed in again. The message was sent across all England. The country was gripped by disappointment and was discouraged. However, hours later, the flog had lifted and the entire message came through. Wellington defeated the enemy. Discouragement turned into joy as England rejoiced in the good news. Just imagine for the moment those disciples of Jesus. They'd followed Jesus, the one they loved, the one they followed the miracle worker, the friend, the riser of the dead. And then he had died on a cross and put into a tomb. Jesus, who had claimed to be God, was now dead and buried. 
This Jesus who said he'd come to seek and to save the lost and to give his life as a ransom for many. He said that he would come and give life and give it to the full. He said whoever was thirsty was to come to him and drink and they would find refreshment. He said that whoever would follow him would never walk in darkness but would have the light of life. He said that he would come to give eternal life to his people. But then alongside two others, he was crucified on a cross. It was a terrible day as Jesus died on the cross. At noon, the sun disappeared. Everything became dark. There was an earthquake. Events took place that caused even a Roman centurion, this soldier, to say, surely he was the Son of God. Jesus died. He's buried body put into a tomb. The news rang out to the world, Jesus defeated. Jesus defeated. The religious leaders looked on and mocked. The devil and the demons looked on and laughed. The disciples were gripped by discouragement and defeat. But then three days later on Easter morning came the resurrection. Three days after Jesus was buried, he rose physically and bodily from the grave. Then the entire message came through. Jesus defeated the enemy. Jesus defeated the enemy. The discouragement of the disciples was gone and they rejoiced at the good news. Jesus has conquered death and hell. Jesus has conquered Satan and sin. Jesus has conquered sickness. When Jesus died on the cross, he paid the penalty for our sin. When he died, he defeated Satan on the cross. He conquered our enemy. The resurrection was demonstrated. It was God's stamp of approval. The resurrection was saying this, Jesus Your death was a substitute for guilty sinners like you and me. And the resurrection was God's demonstration of the power of the work of Christ. And because of the resurrection of Jesus, we can be confident that Jesus paid the penalty for all our sins. There's not one single sin, not one evil thing that has been committed that cannot be covered by the death of Jesus and his resurrection. It's such good news this morning. Acts 4.12 says this, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. There is no other way to heaven to enter the presence of God except through the risen Jesus Christ. His death paid the penalty for sin. His resurrection proved that God accepted his death as a sufficient payment for our wrongdoing. And his resurrection guarantees that God will forgive our sin when we cry out to him and ask for forgiveness. So the benefit of Jesus' resurrection is forgiveness for sin. Another result of the resurrection is this, my second thing. There is power for our present living. 
See, the resurrection of Jesus not only guarantees forgiveness for our wrongdoing, it also guarantees power to live our lives day by day. Because Jesus is a living saviour. He's a saviour who's able to empower us now to live each day for him. As we receive that forgiveness, as we turn away from our wrongdoing, he then empowers us to live right. The Apostle Paul said to the Philippians, I can now do everything through him who gives me strength. See, because of Jesus' resurrection, Paul confirmed he now had power to live this life out. Because the tomb is empty, we cannot only just have forgiveness of sins, but also power to help us live our daily lives. Hebrews 4 says this, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we possess. For we do not have a high priest who is not unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So if you're in need this morning, if you're in difficulty, if you're in challenge, no matter what trial, no matter what hardship, Jesus can come and empower us to live each day. So that we can say again with Paul as he proclaimed, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. The third result of the resurrection is it gives us hope. And Terry, as uh, she wrote on Facebook and Dan read, reminds us of this future hope that we have because of the resurrection. We have hope for the future. See, Jesus' resurrection is hope for our future destiny. The resurrection guarantees forgiveness for our wrongdoing, our sin. It guarantees power to live each day now. But it also guarantees hope for our future destiny. See, if Jesus was not raised from the dead, we wouldn't have any hope for the future. But because he is alive, we do have hope. We know that all he has said is true. Paul said to the Corinthians, By his power, God raised Jesus from the dead, and he will also raise us also. What a magnificent promise that is. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead will one day raise every believer back to life as well. We will rise with him. Jesus said to his disciples just before he was crucified, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house there are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you so. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. Right now, Jesus is seated on a throne. And he's preparing a place for every believer to be with him forever. And one day, though, every single person who has received this forgiveness won't just die physically, but will be raised again to life to be with him forever 
for all eternity. What an incredible hope that is for us that are believers. What incredible confidence that gives us for everyone who has passed but knows Jesus Christ. What incredible hope that gives us this morning. There was a missionary called Eric Baker. He was a missionary in Portugal for many years, often under difficult circumstances. And it was during the Second World War, the situation became so critical that he was advised to send his wife and his eight children back to England for their safety. His sister and her three children also were evacuated on the same ship. Although his family was forced to leave, he stayed behind to finish the work before going on then to join them in England. And on the Sunday after their departure on the ship back to England, Eric stood before his congregation and said this, I've just received word that all my family arrived home safely. Then he proceeded with the worship service as usual. It wasn't until after the worship service was over that the full meaning of Eric's words became clear. You see, just before the worship service had started, he'd received a telegram informing him that a submarine had torpedoed the ship on which his family was sailing and everyone on board drowned. See, Eric knew that everyone in his family had trusted in Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour, that they had in fact arrived safely home, their heavenly home, their eternal hope. And though, of course, he was overcome by grief, he knew that by God's grace, he had a sure hope of one day being reunited with his family. That is the hope of the resurrection that gives us such confidence if we know Christ personally as our Lord and as our Saviour. We will be raised back to life and we'll find ourselves at home with Jesus in heaven for all eternity. What a hope. What an insurance. So you may be watching today and you don't have this personal relationship with Jesus. You don't have this hope. You don't know that your sin, your wrongdoing is forgiven. Or maybe you're not even sure. Could I even be forgiven? Maybe you realize that Jesus isn't real to you in your everyday life. And you know if you were to die today, you don't have that sure hope of being with Jesus forever. And I want to say particularly to you today, that if you do not have that personal relationship with Jesus, you can know that today. You can have that assurance. You can know the power of Jesus in your everyday life. And you can know that if you did die today, that you could be with him forever. How can you have that? Well, it's fairly simple, although it's incredibly difficult. The first thing what we have to do is admit that we are wrong. We have to recognize that our sin, our wrongdoing, has offended Almighty God, the Holy One. You must believe that it was your sin, your wrongdoing, that sent Jesus Christ to the cross to die for your sin. The second thing, you must believe that Jesus died to pay for your sin. 
that he paid the full penalty. He took your place and that you can put your trust in Jesus alone for the forgiveness of sin. As you confess your sin, as you say, Jesus, forgive me for the things I've done wrong. Forgive me for living my life my way. And you turn away from your old way of living and you begin to live a new life as you begin to follow what God wants for you. You can pray with me right now where you are. If you want to know the result of this resurrection in your life, why don't you just shut your eyes and just pray with me this prayer. It's a prayer of saying, I want to know this resurrected Jesus at work in my life. Dear Jesus, I want to thank you that you went to the cross, that you died on a cross so that I didn't have to die. I thank you that you took my sin, my wrongdoing upon yourself. Forgive me for all the things I've done wrong, the things I've thought, the things I've said. Lord, I realize I can't do anything myself to forgive myself, but you can forgive me because of what Jesus has done. I pray that you would come into my life and forgive me and wash me clean of my wrongdoing. And I choose today to follow you. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer, maybe for the first time, you've said, I want to know this Jesus, then please just send us a message on Facebook or via our website because we want to support you in knowing this Jesus more. And for those of us who are Christians watching in the room or online, I want us today again to remind ourselves of the power of the resurrection that continues to help us not only receive forgiveness for sin, but to live free from sin and to live for Jesus. Why don't we just stand together right now? And if you're at home, we're going to just come again before this resurrected Jesus. We're going to worship him. We're going to thank him. He is alive. He's done something. Allow the power of God to again come to you to live for him. And as we do that, then we take this incredible news of Jesus, the incredible truth of the gospel to our friends and our family and our community. There is a Jesus who is alive. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together.